I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Waffle House. We have a great episode coming up with Joanne and Steve, but I just wanted to give a quick intro, mainly because... I bought a new mic, and I received it in the meantime since uh, we recorded yesterday. We recorded on August 26th. Today's the 27th. It's a Thursday. This episode's going up in a matter of minutes. And I just want to say that it's a really fun app where we talk about a couple of listeners' dilemmas. Um, one is actually quite serious. It's about uh, whether you should tell your friend when you think that they're in an emotionally abusive relationship uh and i guess the the conundrum that that presents and then we also chat about whether you should tell your friend when they notice their boyfriend is still up on tinder uh but before that myself joanne and steve chat a little bit about things in the news we also have a fun chat about uh our anatomy and all in all it's a really fun episode plus for uh for giggly squad hannah fans we have a little hannah update at the end of the episode just because you guys have been so good at supporting the podcast and you've done you've done so many reviews uh we feel like you deserve that so all in all thanks so much for all the reviews lately guys keep it up five stars on itunes all that stuff we really appreciate it and enjoy the app it's me, Joanne, and Steve. Welcome back to the Waffle House. <laughs> Every everybody's back. Joanne's laughing because we're repeating our intro because we had some pep- <laughs> we, we had technical difficulties. I have te- I have technical difficulties. My life is a technical difficulty. It's no, it's you actually. Stop. To be honest, Joanne, you didn't. We have to figure out. We do have to figure out why your uh, your Zoom has given us that feedback. But anyway, we're back to uh, we're back to complete normal. Um. Anyway, it's good to be back, Joanne. When we when we had this technical problem, you were telling us about the Comedy Central thing. So actually, what was it? It was you. Did you actually do your show to nobody? No. So it was like I think I did ten minutes, and it was to a to a team, like a team, you know, like a floor team. So a director, cameraman, and everything. But there was no audience. The audience were on a TV screen. Um, and I had an earpiece, and it was re- it's so it's such a weird time to start doing stand up on telly. Because it's not normal. Like, how can you stand up as so collaborative and in the moment and in the room and with the audience? And if there's no audience, it's it's really really weird. But look, I did it. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's out. Well, what what, what was the? Yeah, so it's out on the twenty eighth. But what was the feet? What was the? What were you getting back from the Zoom squares? <sighs> A lot of like delayed laughter. I tr- then I started tr- stupidly. Uh, th- this obviously won't be used on the telly. Just when I got up there, I started doing trying to do crowd work. <laughs> it's just <laughs> insane. It was an insane move on my so part. So uh, were you like making fun of like seeing somebody's name at the bottom of their square and being like, "Hey, 
How you know, it's like, from? you know, who's single? Are you married? Who's he? Is he your part? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And there's a really long delay, which there's, it's about a four second delay, which is actually quite long when you're just standing there in front of a yeah. camera. Um, and then one woman, I got heckled. I think, I, I honestly don't think I've ever been heckled. Like, not aggressively, not badly. One man, maybe, in Chiswick was a bit of an asshole. She just goes, I was trying to wait for the answer and I couldn't hear and... She just goes, get on with it. I was like, oh, wow. God. I've been heckled on a Zoom gig. No way. On a, delay, on, a, on a delay, too. You'd be like, I fucking did, but your fucking heckle came in two <laughs> yes. seconds in. Yes. It was really weird. And now I'm I'm filming. Jonathan Ross has a new stand-up show that I've been booked to do. So I'm filming that on Friday. And I'm dying to see what the format for that will be because it's, Again, like what? What is there going to be an audience? Is there not going to be an audience? I really don't know. Is it a, I feel like is, is I'm just a, a mime at this stage. Is it a Zoom thing or is it actually recording in a studio? It's ITV. I assume it's a studio, but I, I don't know. Will there be anyone in the studio? Mm. But but there's been some shows in the UK, right? I see you're posting some videos from Top Secret Comedy Club. Yeah, but that's a club. Like I don't know what like this. Like I did a run through for a TV show the other day. And I had to be tested for Corona three days before. Then I had to self-isolate. Then I had to be brought in a car wearing a mask to the studio. Like it was so strict. So I think the production companies and the channels are a lot stricter than say the clubs are being. Right. Um, And the clubs are still like going by the guidelines and everything. But I don't know. I guess if I kill a Sky producer, it's more important than if I just kill a punter at a club. I don't know. Ursula Carlson, who's actually going to come on the podcast soon, she did. I know that uh, name. Is she yeah, New Zealand? She's a yeah. She's a South African, but she's New Zealand based. But she's also okay. very popular in Australia, and she did a, a, a Sydney-based TV show. She had to quarantine for two weeks before, right? So testing, quarantine two weeks before, then filmed. Now she's quarantining for two weeks afterwards. Then she goes back to New Zealand where she has to quarantine for another two weeks because she traveled. So all in all, to do one job, she has six weeks of quarantine. It want, like it'd want to be worth it financially. That's the only thing. Like now, it's, if I'm booking a job, it's it, the money has to be better than before because it means I can't work for two weeks either yeah, what side the fuck? of that job. <laughs> yeah, what work were you doing? Yeah, what do yeah. you mean? <laughs> like what, last six months. What work are you not doing? <laughs> Uh, well, the gig, the clubs are open here now. Oh, so, like, that's someone right, wanted, crazy to me. Someone wanted me to go uh, to do a corporate. Someone wanted me to do a private party in Ireland for their office private party thing. And I was like, well... I, oh, was I, it I, a know, golf club by any chance, was it? <laughs> Those bastards. It's so frustrating. Like, I just had to cancel my Waterford show. Well, reschedule it because of the Jonathan Ross thing and I'm not going to be able to sit there for two weeks in my, on my arse in Ireland to do one show. It feels very unfair like so I know that they have new restrictions in Ireland and then they say the arts are exempt but my Dublin fringe gigs were in a football stadium because when we booked them they were saying you need to do everything outdoors so we booked a football stadium two shows a day 50 people a show then the new restrictions came out and said can't do that but the arts are exempt and I went well I'm an artist in a football stadium they said tough shit we're treating you like a football game can't play it's because it's a it's because it's a sporting venue because they're having problems with people going to sporting events and coronavirus spreading within the GAA and all that kind of stuff. So that's why that's happening. I know, but well, that's kind of last be, week as well. But honestly, on, take it on a case by case. I know it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, paperwork for them, but the Dublin Fringe are trying to do something good, and the arts gets yeah, fuck there's loads of funding. Loads of, fuck all loads help. Of pe- 
Loads of people need to get their cancer treatment as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like perspective. Like, whatever. Yeah, the thing is, it doesn't... Not whatever. Stop. Not whatever. Laughter is the Not best medicine. I'm joking, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, obviously yeah. joking. No, I know. Yeah, but the truth is that there's no point. We're all delaying. Like, we're all... There's no point in trying. You know, it's not, it's yeah. really, I, I think it's actually not that important. Now, I know that you're trying to work and you're trying to make money, which of course is fair enough, but it's just too up in the air, you know? It's too yeah, hard to look, plan. That's fine. And I'm going to give up trying now as well because it's a constant, I just feel bad rescheduling shit all the time and cancelling stuff. And I f- feel like people will just lose interest in you and they'll just stop booking because they'll be like, well, that's unlikely to happen. But at the same time, it is frustrating when the people who are telling you what to do and the people who are making the restrictions aren't abiding by them themselves. I mean, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow, to be honest. You're talking about the Phil Hogan thing and all that? Yeah. Yeah, well, well exactly. That's, that's what's yeah. so frustrating about all that is the fact that they think that it's, uh, you know, one you know one thing for them and a different for everybody else. Of course, that's super frustrating. Yeah. I mean, but it's also, the communication is a fucking car crash. It's an absolute car crash at the moment. Like, Ireland actually did so well throughout lockdown and since things have been eased, it's horrific it's absolutely horrific and every day is just stress and just uh no if i wasn't playing golf five days a week i'd be really fucking upset you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean look how tan i am jesus christ you know it's like phil hogan's uh, phil hogan's in the wrong place but that's uh, a little moment of privilege there it, the thing is, everyone thinks that they're everyone thinks that they're exempt in a certain way, or people don't see what they're doing themselves. Like that, do you remember the woman on the BBC News who went to a beach in England and was interviewed for BBC News and was giving out about the amount people of people who were beach. at the beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> she genuinely just didn't connect the dots that she was doing what she yeah. was criticizing people exactly. for doing, and we're all guilty of it. It's like me and smoking. You know, when I used to smoke, I thought it was chic and and kind of Parisian looking, and when anyone else did it, I thought they were disgusting. We just don't really see our own flaws as much. So people kind of looking over garden fences to see what other people are doing, and they're probably doing the same shit. You know, myself and Jason Byrne were on the beach once, and I think it was in Bondi, but it may have been in like St Kilda in Melbourne, but it was definitely Melbourne or Sydney. Myself and Jay, middle of the day, beautiful day, like whatever we were doing, just chatting or having the crack. And these two fucking Irish guys, GA Jersey guys come up and they're like, fucker, Jason Bird, this Bishop. Jeez, it's well for some. And I was like, guys, <laughs> you're on the same fucking beach. Like, <laughs> so you're fucking, funny. You're literally That's on so the Irish. Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Like even I was in I was in a I was in Top Secret the other night gigging and there's a, a comic there who I really like. But I, I was looking at him going, Jesus, he's doing well. Like they they're mad for him. He's here all the time. And I was like, You're here all the time. He's like, Well, for you for you to know that you have to be here all the time. And I was like, Oh shit, yeah. Oh yeah. We're complete we're blind to what we do ourselves, and that's the truth of it. And like I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's like when, it's, like, it's like, like when you're driving, you know, it's like when you're driving and like somebody makes a mistake in front of you and you're like, man, what the fuck? You know, and then at another time you make the same mistake and somebody's like, what the fuck? And you're like, relax. It was no big deal. It's just exactly. a mistake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, it's very um, clear to me now. I always was. I just never thought about it. I am the opposite of an essential worker. Like our job, my job is the opposite of essential. Yeah, we're not we're not essential. No, <laughs> we, we are absolute. <laughs> what's the opposite? What's the opposite of essential? Like we are uh, we're, we're disposable. <laughs> disposable. disposable. We're Dog shit. <laughs> Everything. Non. We're non-essential. Essentially. Not needed. Non, non, at all. Non-essential. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, not we important. Are, no, you know, we are really, the opposite. We, yeah, we are leisure. Like we're entertainment and leisure. You know, we're yeah. in we're in that category that is very much extra. Now, of course, these things are important. So we're not a hundred percent disposable. These things are important. Entertainment is important to people. But at the same time, in a moment of global pandemic, our needs are way down the list. Yes, when you talk about like essential essential needs that people need that need to be met going to a football stadium to laugh for an hour. I That's mean, right. like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not really up there. But I mean, then if you do that, you'd undermine everything fun, you know? Yeah, well, the pandemic has taken away a lot of fun, but the hope will be that it'll be gone. And in the history of humanity, this is just a, just a blip, a fucking, a little tick on the timeline of humanity. So we just have to remain patient. At times, you know, the frustrations will rise. But as a society, if we remain patient, we're, we're all going to be better for it. But just societies tend not to work that way. Mm. So yeah, uh, it's, 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 we're in a rush. Can I, can I, can I just say, uh, can I say a personal thing before we move on? I happen to notice the date today, and it is the 30th anniversary of my arrival in Ireland. Unbelievable. As a 14-year-old boy on my own, my parents 3,000 miles away, and my cousins picking my cousins who I'd never met picking me up at Shannon Airport. At Shannon. That was your first. Oh, had you been to Ireland before that? Nope. First time in Ireland wow. on my own, 14. In Shannon. Getting ready to have this this life changing event, and the first Coming city from Queens as well. The first city yeah. that I drove through was Limerick, and the the thought that I always remember about driving through Limerick was everything looks like a mechanic's garage, like everything looks like a car garage here. Just because I guess it you does have a bit of an industrial vibe in yeah. Limerick, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just just yeah. the road that you took at that time, I guess. It yeah. just all seemed a bit like nothing was going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used Limerick to always a terrible that, time. That I used to always think Dublin was just car garages because anytime we came up from Cork, we went through the long mile road. I was like, fucking hell, people buy a lot of cars here. That's all I Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Ireland was a very different place 30 years oh, ago. Jesus, lads, we go, will we go back? I mean, it's, it's, there was hardly any motorways, you know. That's yeah. gas. You're both Corkish then. Well, yeah, but I didn't go to Cork originally. I went to I went to Waterford and Wexford. Cork came uh-huh. a little Cork came a little later. Yeah, it was but De- Des's yeah. dad's side is family from where I'm from. Yeah, Isn't yeah, it? Middleton. Dad, yeah, Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. My mum's Cork as well, Douglas. On all her, know, her maiden right? names, Corkery. It's all she's the only one in Dublin. Actually, the rest of them are all wow. still there. Mary Robinson together. was only running for president when I arrived. When oh, I went, Jesus! When I went to kiss the Blarney Stone at the Halloween week off of 1990. I shook Mary Robinson's hand as she was canvassing in Blarney. God, she was canvassing. Fucking hell. She wasn't even elected yet. Wow. I wasn't she born, was, I've decided. And and the big <laughs> the big scandal the big scandal of the time was Brian Lenehan got busted with some Charlie Hawhey tapes. Charlie Hawhey was Taoiseach, by the way. I thought you were gonna say Charlie, and I was like, I don't remember Irish politics being that interesting, but of course it's no, Charlie. It wasn't it's Charlie, Charlie. tapes. No. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so it's 30 years, which just makes me feel old. Like, I just can't believe that that was 30 years ago. I know. Time kind of speeds up when you get older, doesn't it? You're oh like, holy God. shit, what's going on here? I, I like, you can see it in your me. face. Like, someone sent me a picture of me and a man that I was briefly dating um, from about three years ago. And I went on to see what he looks like now. And he looks so much older. Now, obviously, I don't. I look younger. <laughs> because I've spent about like nine amazing. grand doing that. I look amazing. But like age, it just kind of creeps up real fast, you know? 
Really fast. I just wanted to really slow fast. down. The pandemic is actually fucking speeding everything up. You think it would slow it down, but it seems to be speeding everything up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the key to the key to a young face, which Desmond, you do have, and we've talked about this a lot, is moisturizer. Free life. Moistur- Not moisturizer. Oh. moisturizer. What is it? That's like trying to cure leprosy with an actimel. Moisturizer what? doesn't work. Well, I guess it's my genetics. What was what was your what was your Not thing? your genetics. I've seen your family members. To, what, what, Joanne, leave my fucking family out of this. <laughs> yeah, Jesus fucking hell. You're your fucking adopted. Fought. I'd love to know your fucking genetics. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh. I was well, saying it's it's booze free. It's a booze free life. Oh, a booze free life. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I know alcohol free life. It is alcohol brings on the drinkles, as I've just recently learned. Yeah, my mom, my mother, and father though they aged well. Like they mm. aged well. Yeah, there's aging well, of course there is, but then there's like alcohol ages you like nothing else. Alcohol and soda are the two biggest risks. You look great, Joanne. I just told you I spent nine grand on my face. Did you really though? Is that real? No. No, yeah. I don't didn't. You look great. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've been getting too much. I've been getting too much sun. But will we go into? Um, I put it out. I put it out. Stephen, uh, sorry to George you down. Stephen, you're looking very pale, mate. Pale. Oh, yeah. It's bad lighting. Oh, back, yeah, back here looks pale. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm nah, actually, it's just the lighting. Je- you're looking quite Jesus-esque he's, there. He's, you're kind he, of oh, I came robe. out of the shower. Yeah, I came out of the shower yesterday in the bathrobe, right. giving it the whole Christ thing. But listen, Steve, <laughs> giving it the big Christ, does it? Giving it the big Christ out. Steve, Steve is the only one here without a ring light, so let's not be too judgy on Steve. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll have to put, I'll have got some shitty lamp, but that's it's obviously not yeah, working. Yeah. Where the fuck Joe, your ring light? Joe, Joe, you and I are on a ring light here, so that's really <laughs> right. you know, living for yeah. the ring light. He's got, I bring mine to got, the shop and everything. He's got ring light envy. I've got, I've got to buy nappies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like an Asian that walks, you're like an Asian woman that walks around with an umbrella. Oh, look at that. Women hate that. Women oh. hate that. Sweaty pit. Uh, Sweating's healthy Like I used to use Mitchell and a friend of mine She's an oncology nurse She was like Don't use that stuff Because it's really bad You need to sweat out Your lymph nodes Mm. Like But when I gig Because I move around a lot Especially in Edinburgh And the heat in those rooms I would come off Dripping Like I had it in the the Club the other night Actually They didn't turn the fans on Upstairs And there was It's so Distracting to watch a comic Sweat yeah, profusely Like I was It was like a tsunami I was moving around It was like splashing off Onto people It was like rolling down my neck It was mine always, awful Mine on stage Always comes out In a weird point Like between the middle, Right in the middle Of my chest And they must be looking Going what's going on there And this wet patch Just kind of emanates From there Out towards my nipples it's awful. I know it's, I don't know why I don't know if it just Drips down my neck And then just I don't know Like could you, first, could you rub deodorant On your chest Would that work or is that no. deodorant? How do you know? Person. Have you tried? Have, do I put deodorant on my dress? Sorry. Could you? I'm saying. Oh, yeah, work? yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, yeah. You just have to wear a dark shirt. My first two stand-up specials were like literally destroyed. I don't know how somebody didn't say, like, make sure you wear. Like, there's just the wet patches in my first two specials are so distracting. Yeah, it is. It is really distracting. To oh, watch. I mean, I was really saturated. You know, it's there. I was well, just I watching. Didn't know, I didn't know. I didn't know it was there. I only notice it now when I'm watching it back. I'm like, who the fuck? Like, what director was not like? This is not going to work. I was just watching Richard Pryor live in concert. Like, oh, he gets saturated. But to see his armpits, yeah, <laughs> saturated right down his waist and everything. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's we totally need a couple saturated. of Beyonce. We need Beyonce fans. That's what you need. Loads those Beyonce fans. 
You know, what just about, like blowing oh, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. you get your oh, like... Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, you're gorgeous. My worst fear is that I'll have my... Well, not my worst fear. Like, I've got bigger fears. But one of my fears is that I'll get my period on stage and not know. And everyone will be like... <gasps> it's never happened yet. But like, sometimes I'll wear a tampon on stage even when it's not... I'm, I'm not you, my period. It's just out of paranoia. Really? Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Something I, I can really... I can really identify Wow. So ashamed of the menstruating. Because yeah. it feels, it may, it's it's like you're trying to be this like powerful thing and then it, you'd feel a kind of like, you'd look, I think it would make me look silly rather than anything else really. And that's your, that's my worst nightmare. It's to look silly. The, the closest thing I would have is just the fear of a little bit of leakage after I put my dick away when I'm taking a piss. Yeah. Nice. Like sometimes, because I often don't wear underwear. I'm just like lazy. People are like, why don't you wear underwear? It's just like, I just can't be bothered with the laundry. So sometimes I'll be like, Going on oh. stage, going on stage in Vicar Street, and I'll have that like right before I go on show, piss, and I like literally shake my dick for like 120 seconds because I just think like this leakage will not be dry in time Looking, for this. Would you not banging just banging it off the rim of the bowl? <laughs> what? How come lads don't wipe their willies? It's because it's not a. Ba- you can't wipe something that hasn't come out yet. You see, it kind of stays in the hose a little bit, and you have yeah. to bang it, bang it off the you bowl. Gotta, you got to clear out the, the hose. Out. You got to clear out the hose. What if you got a little earbud kind of thing with a little bit of a sponge on the top, and you just kind of put it in the eye, put it in the eye a little bit, and just dried it out? This is very much the words of somebody that does not have a penis. I <laughs> <laughs> dare you, not, just, I don't, I, have a penis. don't be sticking anything I'm up not, there. I'm not shaming you in any way, but. Uh, to be honest, the only time that anything's ever been shoved down the head of my penis it was the oh, old chlamydia tests, which you don't have oh, to do. Geez. You don't have to do the scraper anymore. It's not a nice sensation to have anything heading down uh, the what used to be unpolitically correct called the 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 JE. But uh, you cannot you, you cannot uh, the eye no. of the storm. Yeah, you can't be heading down there. So if it's but if you're worried about like a bit of like dick juice, a bit of like urine liquid at the end, would you not? Yeah, just, just urine. It, it doesn't require liquid. It's just <laughs> but urine is a liquid. No, I know. Yeah, but like what? what I'm would just you not just around. wipe it. I don't understand. No, no, no why would you take it in the hose? It's in the hose, so you'll be shaking so it, right? You'll be shaking it, and, and and then you're going. That's grand. It's definitely the hose is definitely empty, and you pull up your drocks, and it dribbles out another bit. Yeah, like there's, there's just another sorry. little bit. There's another little bit up there. There's a second wave, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like it's right. like so, autumn 2020. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> autumn 2020. There's just like a little bit extra that comes out, but it's listen. Bit. This this is great. Like I always wanted to know what it feels like to have a female orgasm. And this is great, Joanne. You're learning what it's like to not be 100% sure when you put your dick away if there's a little bit of piss left in your dick. <laughs> yeah, it so just, it's annoying. never occurred. Never, I never thought about that. God, you're you so brave. But you don't, there's no... Any other, there's no... Joanne, any other questions about penises? <laughs> um, but do girls have after drip at all? No, it's just like it's all, it's out there. No, because we wipe, we wipe. You no, wipe. Know, but like you can't wipe what's not out. Yeah, if there's, there's, I mean, there's no uh, there's no drip in your hose that's up inside at all. It just it's all out. No, but um, up until recently, I thought that the hole that I wee out of and the hole I've sex with was the same hole. And I'm I'm twenty. I'm a twenty five year old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman in my thirties. Plus, and I didn't know that. Isn't that terrible? Like that this is, was that actually is pretty the, bad, Joanne. Isn't it? A, a lot of women basis. don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of women don't know. Imagine being that out of touch with your own vagina. Like, it's so embarrassing. But that's, that's testimony to the bad education system in Ireland, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, you always want to make it an Irish thing. I don't know. No, no, I think no, it's but a, that, 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 like, you hate Ireland. I was taught that when I was like 12 years old. Why the hell were you taught that? Because <laughs> I was in American school where we had sex All education. Yeah, we didn't, we, didn't have, we didn't have sex. We had sex education, but we just watched Forrest Gump. Yeah, which is which is basically you're just proving my point. What I'm saying is that that is a bad education system that you are left without that information in your yeah. 30s. Yeah, it was our sex education. It wasn't even called, I think it was just they kind of threw it in with religion and we'd watch yeah. videos like Forrest Gump and then we'd collect selection boxes for children in Africa. That was pretty much the height of it. So how old were you when you realized this pee was coming out of another hole? It was about three weeks ago. <laughs> See if you didn't have lockdown, Joanne. I know. <laughs> I've learned a lot. And I don't know how it came up in conversation. It just came up, and I was like, "What?" And she, she was like, "Don't tell me you thought that was the same." Hell, I was, was it like, so? Was it Sophie? No, it wasn't Sophie. It's my friend Audrey. Oh wow! And she was like, wow. "You don't. You're messing." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, lols. And then I Googled it and all. And I was like, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. But you know what? It's yeah. exciting. You know, it's like, no, yeah. It's like, what a great it's thing to discover. Than exciting, it's you know, it's embarrassing, but just you're learning more about your body in your 30s. You know, it's like, yeah. It's like finding another planet in the solar system. You know, it's Never. just who knew? <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding a dark hell. What are they called? <laughs> A black hole, yeah. Black hole, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm amazing. Oh god. Yeah, listen. Every day is a skill day. We learn, we learn, we learn. See, Joanne, this is why I don't like planning too much of the conversation because you just, (laughs) you just never know. You know, you never know where it's going to go. And I literally, I literally had my phone out ten minutes ago to read one of our listeners' dilemmas, and here we are, deep into. uh, a pee coming. By the way, this podcast is not meant to be as dirty as it is, but it has been quite dirty. But I, I don't have uh, many. We don't have many complaints. I don't think it's dirty. I think I know what you're saying. It like it kind of can veer into the sex chat, but it's not dirty, dirty. Like it's no. more like that was just a conversation around anatomy and my stupidity. But I love it. I love it. No, but it was also yeah. It was well, also know, about the about the male. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, we know. I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, why was I so appalled when Dad started screaming, fuck me in the pussy? And I was like, no, I, excuse me. I, Joanne, <laughs> that's probably because you heard the wrong happen. thing. Probably because you were not hearing what I was saying. I didn't say, fuck you in the pussy. He said, open that pussy up, Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> open that my pussy gushy, up for gushy oh, all the fans oh, oh, out there. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Steve. So so you, you actually sort of revisited your feelings on that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. And I was like, oh. I don't like... I don't like the language. Fuck my put. I don't. It's not. It's a very American way of talking. I don't like it. It's too aggressive for me. I don't know how you can go with talking to your boyfriend about maybe watching some back to back come dine with me and like making a casserole and then be like, fuck me in the pussy. And I was like, I'd like. Some yeah, I know. But, but the thing is that I think you need to listen back because I, I don't think anybody said fuck me in the pussy. No, he said he said open. He said open that pussy up. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, he was screaming "pussy" into the microphone. He was, and yeah, it was yeah, unsettling. Yeah. And I was like, I'd like something. <laughs> I'd like something I, I, gentler. Like, I wasn't. Kurt, I wasn't screaming. I was just, you know, we were we were talking about. Very, the, you were very animated, pa- passionate. Yeah, because we're yeah. talking about the song "Wet Ass Pussy." Passionate about the pussy, you The song. Passionate the song is called "Wet Ass Pussy." Pass oh, yes. for the puss. That's our dad's one. Pass yeah. for the puss. <laughs> and it, and it's and, it, and one of the lines is. I want you to put that Mack truck up in my little garage. I mean, it, 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 this is not a song that requires us to tiptoe around uh, sexual language. 
now yeah. I'd like a kind of a softer demand like curl it into the cat flap or um, curl it into the cat flap yeah curl or, it into the cat flap now back her up there now Patsy <laughs> <laughs> curl it, curl it up now. Tip it in there, gently can you, now. Gently, just yeah. no pressure. Just, no pressure. just put put the library book back on, <laughs> on shelf number three. Just in between. Uh, well, in what between. Do you mean which hole are you going into now? Now that I know there's four, which one are you going <laughs> into? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, just yeah. found out there was an extra hole. <laughs> it's like a secret door. Now, wrong turn. Ask someone for directions now before you go in there. <laughs> that happened to a friend of mine. Oh, so God. so let's uh, let's. Let's let's get into some dilemmas because uh, there's um, there was uh, there was an interesting one. Let's let, let's come back to the just because we've gone a bit sort of re- we've gone back into the realm of men and women and relationships and stuff. Let's skip over the the holiday one. Maybe we'll come back to that at the end. Mm. But uh, I really like I like this dilemma because this is so uh, it's about uh, when your when your friend is going out with an asshole. So yeah. they want to they want to remain anonymous, but. Uh, What's to do when you when you hate? No, no, I'm saying that you, you, you can see that. No, you can see the name. But uh, uh, what to do when you hate your best friend's partner because one, you think it's an abusive, controlling relationship, and two, the partner just sucks and is not cool, and you can't understand why your friend would like them in the first place. Which is that's a good dilemma. I actually, I know, I know a, a similar dilemma that's going on in somebody's life right now about watching somebody treat their partner like shit and you're sort of powerless over it, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, so there's a couple of things. One, that's different if you think there's something really awful going on, like some sort of controlling psychological... But it, sound, it, sounds, like, it sounds like it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I like personally, I don't. Well, my friends, all their fellas are pretty sound. I don't really get involved with my friends' partners. I just, I like to focus on my friends. Some of them, I... I yeah, some of them I don't really speak to at all, to be honest. I know, but, but they're, like, but they're sound exactly. Yeah, fine, we'll park that. Um, the truth of the matter is that they things like that people never come to those realizations themselves. Like by through their friends, they have to figure it out for themselves. You can tell them about it and stuff, but they'll probably just stay. And the more psychologically abusive and controlling the partner is, the longer they'll stay. Probably that's the sad truth of it. I think yeah, it's hard to know. What do you think, Steve? I think you got like that's a very good point, but I think it's very important to get. To, to stick friends with your best pal as well don't you know because sometimes you just get so fucking angry then you'll fall out with your pal as well and you'll be like what the fuck are you doing with him and you'll end up fucking arguing and blah blah blah, blah. it's um but it's difficult because it's difficult to watch i mean i have i've I, I've, yeah. wit- I've witnessed that and i've witnessed mm-hmm. the kind of i guess it always it, it, I, I, honestly this might be a gender judgment but it always feels more dangerous when a, a controlling man with a with a woman. It does. Yeah. But I have I have witnessed both sides in terms of you see uh, also like a woman that's clearly kind of like just has too much control over somebody and their 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 sense of peace of mind is just gone unless the other person is looked after. But either way, it is upsetting to watch, and you mm. do have a you do have a strange powerless feeling of being like, what what can I what can I do here? Even though on some level it's none of your business. Isn't it I, terrible though? Sorry, go on, Steven. No, I was going to say I have a I have a friend who we could never talk about it when his girlfriend physically assaulted him a couple of times, and you never talk about it, and that's like that's so awkward because you're really good pals and all that, but it's like as a bloke, I don't know, you're too fucking too embarrassed to admit that she's kicked the shit out of you, kind of a thing, and then you don't do anything about it. But like they're still together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do you say do you say happy. something do you say like do you say something that's the thing well I, I actually I actually did say to I actually called her out in front of him 
before on oh. something that she did. So I was present Awkward. for something that happened, wow, and I was like, dramatic. "That's fucking cool." That like, what, 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 like, what are you, you know, blah blah. blah. And uh, she was all apologetic to me and all that, blah, blah blah. But it didn't go. He just got he got pissed off and embarrassed about the whole situation and kind of haven't, uh, you know, hasn't been the same since for sure. But I was just calling her out on being a dickhead in, you know, in general. In do you know what I mean? In have you been present? I was in. Joanne, have you been present for a female friend of yours, like sort of on the receiving end of what is like unsettling verbal abuse? No, Whatever, whatever about physical abuse. No, never. But like, I know when we were kids, I think that sometimes relationships, certain relationships bring out the worst in people and the relationships don't work. Like I've had relationships where we were like fighting all the time mm. and the fights would get like, they would escalate and they were really big, bigger than I've ever had with anyone in my life before. And we just brought out the worst in each other in that yeah. sense. And like, we never hit each other or anything, but I've also had friend, like really good friends of mine, girlfriends who were in relationships with boys when we were younger in their 20s and they would fight and they would hit each other. And now, now they're both like married to other people. They're fine. Like, they're, I, I don't know. It just seemed at the time it did seem extreme, but they just brought out the worst in each other. Yeah. I Isn't don't think, I think that sometimes relationships can turn you into someone you don't necessarily want to be. Yeah, yeah. Certain relationships oh, yeah, can turn you into, sure. like, if, you, if that person when the passion triggers is so one, high. jealousy, yeah, if that yeah. person is cheating and you don't know, and, and they're lying about it and it brings out this madness in you and suddenly you're smashing plates and, you know, I, it's not always black and white. So sometimes when someone's giving out about their partner, you're only yeah. hearing that side of the story. Yeah. Um, you're not hearing what they're doing or... You know, I was say they watch it. Not like anyone deserves to be hit or be like psychologically abused. But also, I do think that at the, at the moment, people throw around the term gaslighting very loosely. So yeah, it's a term. It's the term du jour. It's the term du jour. So suddenly, a guy or a girl who's a bit of a dick is now is now psychologically abusive. Or they, when they talk about gaslighting in relation to cheating, like no one cheats without lying. Like that's part of cheating is lying and I don't think people are going to stop cheating on each other I think that's kind of part of human nature um, yeah yeah so, so I don't know what the situation is there this guy sounds like I, I, out of the podcast go with Sean Walsh no I'm just I'm just kidding that's just a very it's just such a Lulz. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm joking and, and I, I stand but I'm only joking I, I, I joke with, with, with I include Sean in that joke it's a lighthearted thing but uh, so according to this uh, website uh, just to give some actual, like somebody that possibly uh, has thought about this, uh, it does recommend calmly starting a conversation on a positive note. You know, uh, be supportive. Be, su- <laughs> be supportive, <laughs> and I guess uh, they tell you, the the focus of the conversation should be on the unhealthy behaviors. You know, and keep it friendly, not preachy. Uh, you know, I guess I guess it it is recommending that it it, it should be said, but I I do think that there is always a risk that it will. It will definitely cause a rift in the relationship. But don't you think, like, if you if you completely hide from it, then in a way, aren't you an enabler? You know, really? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think she's an enabler if she doesn't no. get involved in her friend's relationship? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm throwing it out there that possibly if you don't have the conversation of, are you aware that perhaps this is not right or not yeah. healthy? Then, I, I, I think you know, I think you would probably be angry at yourself that you never had that conversation. Yeah, totally. Like, but I think the, the funny thing, like violence is so clear. Like violence is like a tangible thing that you could be like, that's wrong. That's right. Yeah. Whereas this, the controlling elements of things, like I've had male friends 
who accuse their other male friends as girlfriends of being like really controlling. It's like, is she controlling or maybe she just doesn't want him to go on a, on his sixth stag of the year with you because he knows you're hanging around with strippers. Like people have different ideas yes. of what controlling is, what psychological abuse is. You need to be very yeah. clear. Yeah, you it's need a, to be it's clear. A big but I term think, to throw I think, around. Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, this sounds quite clear that it's it's abusive, controlling relationship. Yeah, then she needs to get the fuck out. Also, she needs to talk to her, but she also needs to be prepared that this is probably going to go on for a very long time, and she needs to be patient because or, or, no one just or jumps she could get out of those back things. in the face from it. Yeah. It What's that, Steve? Her back in the face. Or, or like it, it could go on for a long time or her friend won't take kindly to it at first and it, she'll get hit back in the face with it as well, you know? So, yeah, patience It's difficult, it. you know, when you're... Because what happened... Actually, I saw a very quick clip of um, Whitney Cummings and uh, Beth. Beth that we watched in Kilkenny. Beth Stelling. Yes. We're, talk, we're talking about dating a narcissist i don't know if you saw that clip. i saw that yeah yeah and it was very interesting just in terms of your self-worth your sense of happiness basically everything becomes reliant on their approval you don't intend to get stuck in this yeah. spiral of energy but suddenly you you sort of become almost completely dependent on their approval for your own sense of happiness yeah your own self so you see you see yourself how they see you so if they're looking at you kindly or if they're like mad about you that day then you feel great and then suddenly they'll turn it off and they're not mad about you anymore and you feel like shit and you spend all your time trying to it's like a high you spend all your time trying to get their attention back so yeah so that's what's difficult that yeah that's what's difficult about these scenarios because when you say to your friend like listen this guy is is fucking emotionally abusing you essentially what you're saying is you can't do heroin anymore like like people can yeah they can have a, a very a sense of like what am i gonna do without this thing that keeps me alive exactly and that's why i was saying she's got the friend is gonna need to be very patient because no one just jumps out of those situations yes but i do feel like even not that we're putting it in the realm of addiction but just as a way to understand like usually those early interventions do don't go uh, the way that you would want them to. They're, they're, it's not yeah. welcome information, but it is the beginning of a potential understanding of the problem. Yeah. And I think people who are in those situations, I think, like I had a, something similar once years ago. You kind of know, you do know something's not right. Yeah, you're, yeah. But you're also, your motivation is to fix it. And you think that because I think people like, nar- people and like we say narcissists, I think a lot of people are have a touch of narcissism, to be honest. Like, let's bearing in mind, most people are fucked in the head. But that they love bomb you at the start and it's so intense and it's so passionate and it's so fun because they're so charming and they're so charismatic. And then when they pull it away... You're, you you think you can get it back and I think that's why people end up staying in those situations because they think they can get it back because when it's good it's the best thing on the planet now Steve have you ever heard this term love bombing before love bombing yeah because I hadn't I hadn't heard it but I've only heard it now because I actually listened to a, a couple of pods about uh, narcissists and uh, I had never heard this term love bombing before but apparently it's the narcissist's favorite trick but I don't think it's a trick like this is the thing with when we talk about people like this and we talk about gaslighting and we talk about narcissism and we talk about love bombing we assume that it's a strategy like they're intentionally doing it I really don't think they are I think that's just how they operate I think at the beginning the love bombing is sincere it's authentic they feel it because narcissists are probably you know like they love falling in love no more than the rest of us and then they just get bored or they get tired I don't think it's intentional 
Yeah. I don't think they're I don't think it's a trick. I think it's just how they operate and it's a really unhealthy way of operating. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's an emotional yeah, so, immaturity. Yeah, I mean Russell yes. Brand, Russell Brand was talking about on YouTube too about the fast falling in love, which of course I was watching with great uh, focus <laughs> and concentration. <laughs> what was he uh, saying? Uh well, well he, he what he was saying is not super important other than you know, uh, you you have to keep in mind that it's mostly chemical, and you know, honestly, yeah, you know, it, but but the love bombing thing is very interesting because, uh, you know, if it, it it it's a it's a warning sign which I never really knew about before. Like you need to watch out for that behavior. Which I never in knew yourself, that. But in yourself as well. Like, you know, when some, when some, you know, Des, you're in the throes of it at the moment. At the beginning, when you're both as enthusiastic as each other, who's going to, who's going to stop the love bombing? You're yeah. both going to do it. Yeah. I want to crawl into your back. Oh my God, stay over again. Stay over again. Stay for breakfast. Let's do this. Let's, like, it's, it's like just, you know, you're bonding and it's crazy and your hormones are all over the place and. No one's going to go, here, maybe I'll stay. I won't see you for a week. No one's going to do that. Because it's like a physical pining. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think... I think it's I'm a, a big love I, mean, I remember one time... When I challenged somebody about the way they were being treated, and I got a hardcore attack back, they were not welcoming my uh, interaction, and and, really? and 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 I and I backed off. And then, of what course, you, what did you see happening? Like, what did you think needed an intervention? Uh, well, I was I was I was stuck in a situation where I was with them a lot. And it was quite relent, quite relentless. The sort of emotional abuse that I was witnessing, but then I was involved in a situation where this person's uh, irrational behavior was also affecting me. And uh, I eventually was just like made a comment about how fucking unacceptable this is, and I got, I got fucking attacked. Wow. But what are you going to do? Like, you know, I know. I, I mean, do. but that was the moment where I knew that I wasn't going to be, you know, like that, that was a, that was a no go area for me. Yeah. So I think the advice to this person is, I mean, obviously we don't really give any real advice, especially on situations that are this serious, but I, yeah, I was I, hoping for a kind of like, uh, I don't know. I had a blade stuck up me something a bit more lighthearted. Oh, oh, oh yeah. But I like, I like a bit of light and dark, you know? Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> All right, well, let's go. This one's a bit more fun, but also like serious enough. 
Five to go. Oh, that's Five right. To- 155. Well, me and Steve will do one more. Okay. We'll do one more. All right, Joanne. Thank you so See much. See you later, lad. See you later. At, at Joanne McNally Comedy. Our listeners will yeah. be happy you're back. Thank you. Check it out on Comedy Central, 28th of August. Yes. Thank you, Steve-O. You're very welcome. Nice. Great plug. Okay. Bye. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. So uh, we'll, we'll keep it going, Steve-O, yes. with uh, one Let's more, go. just because, uh, you know, we haven't been chatting for we haven't been chatting for that long. Plus, you know, we, c- we can do, uh, we can finish off with a little Hannah update because all her fans are so neat. Woo! Deep. By her the fa- way, I got loads of texts about Hannah. I, um, they all loved her. So there you go. No, it went it great. great. Yeah, I've got a lot of positive texts about Hannah. And uh, I, I think that the almost 100% unanimous that the chemistry, first of all, between myself and Hannah was very good, but also that uh, the chemistry between all three of us was good. Was and good. Uh, Big Johnny Quinn messaged oh, me. Yeah. Big Johnny Quinn messaged me to say that he thought you were on fire. Oh, uh, Johnny, stop and that, with your flirt. <laughs> and and that, he, that he, he misses you because, funnily enough, you made a joke about uh, the night before I left to go visit my dying mother. You made, oh, that's you made a joke. But he was on that trip also. Big yeah. Johnny, big Johnny Quinn right. to the listeners is uh, my golfing buddy from Ireland. Who is uh, he's good crack. He's younger. He's for, he's a, a younger guy, but we've all become good buddies. And he he, he used to come on some of the shows last year. Um, great so, crack, Johnny. And he, he's always talking about moving to Canada, and they were like, "It'll never happen." And he's in Canada now, locked down probably. <laughs> this is uh, this is annoying that Joanne's not here because I think she would have liked this dilemma. But uh, shoot. Last dilemma for the for the pod, Steve. My friend met her boyfriend on a dating site. She says they both deleted app after a few months. They are together 18 months now and live together. I haven't met him but seen pics from her. I joined the site a couple of months ago and saw him actively on it. We actually matched a bit like Tinder swipe right. He changes up his photos too. Should I tell her to should I tell her or let him dig his own grave? So this is something that came up with, with listeners a while ago apparently this is quite if any, if that wasn't clear to anyone by the way a friend has matched a couple have matched on tinder and they agree that they're going to delete the app yet the other friend a third party yeah, finds think- the dude is 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 still using tinder and he's still having the crack on tinder and he's still and so she's matched with him but it's a um, it's not tinder by the way but it is a dating sorry, but, it's uh, a, sorry, dating a dating site, site. sorry yeah. yes so um but apparently, this is uh, this is quite common, <laughs> which to me is uh, well, I don't know if I'm just a bit of a pro- to me is shocking. But um, yeah, you, I suppose you. Well, I mean, what do you do, bro? Like you have to. I'd if it was my mate, I would say, and you you got to know your friend, and if your friend is really into the relationship, you gotta. You feel bad. You don't want to be a rap, but at the same time, you kind of have to look after your pal as well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in that situation you have to tell them, you know, this guy's still on the dating site, you know? Yeah. Make sure, wiping. make sure he's not catfished. I mean, I think you have to say 100%. Absolutely. You got to be careful how you I mean, say they're it. Living. You they're like, living. They're how, living. How the fuck do you know? Because uh, we matched. <laughs> they're living together. Not to mention, how stupid does this guy have to be to still be on a dating site in Ireland? Well, <laughs> there's like two it degrees. There's like two degrees of separation. How, how you, the fuck I, can you. It's ridiculous, like, fuck me. Um, but yeah, absolutely fucking tell her. Absolutely. But um, And give us an update on that next week in the show. <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> let us know what happened, absolutely. I mean, we got um, a couple of other ones. Like, some of them were pretty heavy. Like, guys, I have to point out that when we say, do you want advice or give us your dilemmas, like, 
we're not professionals in any way, shape, or form, you know? <laughs> like, I know. Like, I'm not going to... You know, some people was like... There was like real problems, like real shit going yeah, on. Yeah, real. I, I just wasn't comfortable. But that also like, goes to show you the relationship that we have with them, that we're just... We're their little friends in their ears during the week, and they're just happy. They feel comfortable to talk to us like that, Des. It's good. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll uh, we'll finish up, Steve. We'll... Uh, I mean, I don't have any. I don't have any Hannah updates really. You know, other than it's going very well. We're killing. Well, I haven't heard from you guys yet since since the last time. So oh, yeah, it's upset? all going well. You're upset? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not upset. <laughs> but I just I, I didn't know if it was going well or if she's. Uh, if she, yeah, if it's all going well, it's all good. It's all good. It's great. It's going well. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to actually see each other uh, within three weeks i actually think three weeks oh, from shit. today is now the actual day due to oh shit man. due Fair to com- due to due to confidential complications uh it looks like it looks like it'll be uh mid-september but but uh wow. but it, either way it's fine we're killing the old facetime i've really started to appreciate the the importance of a video call Oh yeah, just the the increased intimacy that comes from uh, a video call, and I, I don't mean that in a dirty way. I actually don't, I don't mean that. In fact, my recommendation is if you're having phone sex, is to just stay on the phone because FaceTime it could. First of all, the quality of the image is not good, yeah, and you have and to hold up the phone. So yeah, actually, I I, I I think the phone, I think talking, you know, the sounds are are better personally, and you, and you don't want to get involved in directing. I move the light there now, geez, drop it a bit, like exactly, just too much, exactly, too much exactly, frustration. So I'm I'm very much an on the phone guy. I like to hear the sounds, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't want to be sort of worrying about the you know where the camera is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, some people might disagree. They'd be like, "Put it on, you know, put it on the stand, put it on the tripod." But no, yeah. So, but don't get me wrong. I like a bit. Of, I like a bit of FaceTime titillation. I like to see stuff and all that. But when it comes to the, 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 the real stuff, I, I, I prefer. Uh, I, I prefer. Uh, so you get warmed up and you say, "Hang up and call me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swap yeah, it out. Nice. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, the old the 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 the, the long distance, despite short distance relationship, is. Uh, it's going, it's going well so far. So that's, it's that's amazing, pretty- bro. So like, do you think? I mean, you don't want to get too excited about it, but imagine she could, she comes to to Ireland next year and gets to meet the crowds and all. That'd be some crack. Oh yeah, well, and she seems to be mad keen to go to Ireland, but we'll see. We'll take it a day at a time, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to make sure yeah, I'm not just it. want to make sure I'm not just love bombing her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but all it right, is. Can, can we can we just go. say though? Can we can go, we just yeah. say that it is pretty cool when. You meet somebody and they can just come on your fucking podcast and have the crack. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have put that on the list of things that I expected from a relationship. And I have to say, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know? It's like you're the new um Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. Oh, are, are they doing that? I mean they've doing it for years, yeah. They've got your mom's house for years, but like yeah, you guys will be podcasting, married couple with kids in five years. It's all good, bro. So I, I see good things for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought, and I'm sure it brings its own complications long term, like things you say and then it's recorded and stuff like that. Maybe that brings some stress, <laughs> but overall, yeah, I think it's a positive. And also, just another update: the hot tub is is heating up. The hot tub is full and ready to go. Did I tell you I got a hot tub? What? A, I I think I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, three. The truth is time. that I I bought the hot tub for Hannah. That's the truth. <laughs> oh wow. Talk about was, love bombing days. I fucking jacuzzi. It was, for, it, was, <laughs> it was for her birthday and it was dropped in on a crane. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Does she know it's there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I revealed the inf- I, I mean, it wasn't there on her birthday, but I revealed the information of the purchase wow. uh, on her birthday. Uh, that's a good so, love bomb, Days. That is a good a, love bomb. That's a love bomb. Now, that is one of those presents that's, you know, really for you. As in, like, <laughs> you're buying something <laughs> yeah. for somebody else that's really for you. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, because it might seem like an outlandish present if I bought a hot tub for Hannah to put in her house. But I bought a hot tub to put in my house so that Hannah had something to look forward to when she got out of her situation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that, you know, it's a present for somebody else that's really for you. It's like when you buy tickets to your favorite comedian for Christmas yeah, yeah. for your partner. <laughs> exactly. Which I always recommend people do. And God knows there'll be plenty of gigs to fucking purchase this Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely. Des Bishop. <laughs> everybody, everybody. Everybody. The whole fucking every- industry is pouring into 2021. There's a fucking traffic jam at fucking December 31st. I can tell you that right now. That, yeah, they'll be there in February. No more laughing for fuck's sake. <laughs> be too much. So, uh, all right. Well, listen. At hello Steve O, do your do your plugs. Uh, at hello Steve O, yeah, uh, and check out hello Steve O podcast. Uh, Cornelius the comic actually was on this week. He's very funny. I don't know if you met him, guy from Cork. Very no. funny lad. Very funny guy. Um, and so he was on this week. And I did a like I did a serious ep on John Hume, and it went down really really well. So I'm glad people enjoyed it. Oh, that's right. I saw you posted up some. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw you posted up some some stuff. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll have uh, we're gonna have some guests as well in the next couple of weeks. I'm actually um, uh, I'm finishing up on the shift, which I haven't officially announced yet. But finishing up on the shift, I'll be back on the shift on Monday. Probably be my last episode. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring over one or two eps from the shift that I want to be up on this podcast. I'll just put them up as uh, you know as just bonus eps with uh, with new intros. And, uh, yeah, at Des Bishop, all my new dates are going to be up on my website this week. I got all postponed dates for 2021. And um, that's it. Thanks to all I, prob- our, our- I probably should plug it, but I kind of feel wary about plugging it. But apparently I'm playing Dolan's in October. So. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> I just like, why are we booking this shit? But anyway. Anyway, well, we'll see what happens. Keep, we'll see what happens. Keep, yeah, yeah. keep in touch. Um, and then uh, just stop the recording, but stay on the phone there for a sec, Steve. Okay, doke. All right, yep. bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.